Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Canberra F1 podcast, episode two today. Um, and obviously, uh, as usual, joining me today is Swinners. Hello. Um, and this week we've had, uh, well, obviously we've missed out on a week uh, just to let things uh, build up for news so we can have a uh, more exciting uh, episode this week. And uh, we'll be covering a couple of things. Um, we've got, we had the Formula E race last week and that included a uh, lot of F1 drivers, ex-F1 drivers um, like Lucas Degrassi and Jean-Luc Verne. Um, and then we have um, some calendar news. Um, for the Formula One calendar this season, we have we'll talk briefly about preseason testing, which is coming up this week, and then we'll um, go from there because we'll have uh, some other news on the liveries. We'll be writing some of the liveries as well, which will be the main um, segment. So, uh, Swinners, do you want to start us off with the uh, calendar news? Yeah. So um, earlier this week, we've uh, we, we heard that Portimao um, will be returning to the calendar which is very exciting, obviously, in Portugal and the Algarve. Um, it's a circuit that we saw last season, um, provided a really, really good race, um, some good racing. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it was, uh, it was probably one of the, there was, uh, I think it was my third Grand Prix of the season I watched uh, last year. It was a very good one. Um, the overtaking moves from Sainz at the start and then Kimi Raikkonen making up all those positions. Um, we'll see how... How that goes? Um, it's 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 amazing how the how the year has already transformed so quickly. Well, one minute we're in January and we're uncertain about the future of the Australian Grand Prix, but now here we are in March and we're all confirmed for preseason testing in Bahrain. Yep, very exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. Obviously, um, with the news that we heard about it coming back, I, I, we we kind of all expected it coming back. Um, yeah, it was um, either between that or Turkey. Both yeah, provided exactly. really good races. Yep. So yes, yeah, um, and uh, Yeah, and another thing with Portugal um, is it's not going to be the uh, one we first used with the um, when you go down the drop and then it's just a, a straight c- curve. This is the one that's actually featuring a chicane, so um, drivers will have to slow down for the chicane before um, before entering the corner. Yeah, definitely interesting layout. Um, hopefully, provide even more um, exciting racing. Um, hopefully, another race like we saw last season. Yeah, very much. Now um, we'll get on with the main segment of the week um, and of last week as well. The Formula One liveries. Pretty much every everyone is revealed, but Ferrari because obviously uh, they had to push the uh, date to March tenth because. That's Ferrari. They want a big reveal, you know. They want everything to be exciting, and cool. Um, but I mean, if it isn't, then what? what what's all the hype for Ferrari? Um, but we'll see that uh, March tenth, and uh, next week, um, episode three, we'll give you a, a, uh, what we think on that. Um, but for now, um, Swinners, if you want to start with your favorite favorite liveries, um, uh, nine we've seen so far. Yeah. So. Um... I think my my favourite one so far is Alpine's livery. Um, obviously, the only thing that really changed from their winter livery was um, they went from the black to the blue, but it just looks so clean. And we we kind of all knew it was going to be like that, but it just looks incredible. I can't wait to see that out on track um, in preseason testing. Um, that was very exciting. Um, yeah. And then 
this one's quite controversial, but I really, really like the Merc um, livery, the Mercedes livery. Um, I know it got a lot of, a lot of hate, but uh, I think it looks really clean. Um, also, <laughs> the AMGs probably is probably my least favorite part about it, but um, yeah, it, it looks really nice. Um, looks really clean. I'm look, I'm really looking forward to seeing that livery out on track as well. Um, and then also, also the McLaren one. To be honest, I know it's just, it was pretty much the same thing, but it was already a really nice livery. So um, can't wait to. Um, yeah, can't wait to see that there as well. Um, also, um, some notable mentions is Alfa Romeo. That that looks so nice. I know they just basically color swapped it over, like they just changed the red and the white over, but it looks so fresh. Like I really yeah. like how they've really like the white stood out. It's really nice. So can't wait to um, see that one on there as well. I'll let you um, do your favorites as well now. Oh, you've still got a couple more. You've got to. Uh, if you want to do the rest of them, you can. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, Aston Martin, I was quite disappointed to be honest. I know quite a lot of people were. Um, so that was quite. Uh, this, I, I mean, there's no. I know there's lots of people that love it, but um, I just wasn't mad on the green and how it merged with the with the, with the pink and all that. Uh, I think there was so much hype around it that it, it's just a bit disappointing to have that come out of it. Um. And then um, the Haas livery, it's just, just the Russian flag and American car, which makes no sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was kind of, again, I think everyone was disappointed about that, especially seeing as, um, yeah, when Mick Schumacher's driving the car as well, don't really want to just, looks like it's just Mazepin's car, doesn't it, really? So um, that, was, that was very disappointing, very controversial <laughs> as well. Um, and we've got, still got the Williams. <laughs> uh, just, I think it's a crap livery to be honest. I was a bit disappointed. I think everyone was. I think there's just so there's so much going on. Like there was like I think there's four shades of blue in that. Um yeah. then with like the yellowy orange and then um the black at the back as well. Like the way that at the at the back it was like there was like the light blue and then they're slightly darker, then they're even darker, then just the black. It just, I just didn't like it that much at all. Um and then we got Red Bull. It's just pretty much the same livery just without the Aston Martin on it. So um yeah, decent livery. I mean, it's just like so iconic. You can't really go changing it, can you? Really? So, um, yeah, I think that's all of them. Uh, we're missing. Like, what one? What, what are you missing? Alphatari. That's the one you're missing. Oh yeah, Alphatari. Um, again, I'm pretty sure they just quali swapped it, like like Alfa Romeo did. Um, it's still a nice livery. I prefer last season's one. I think those colours worked slightly better, like in that way around. But um. Yeah, sold nice livery, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to um, seeing seeing Pierre Gasly and Yuki Tsunoda um, drive that car. Yeah, well, that's that's actually pretty decent predictions. Uh, well, not predictions, but rate uh, ratings. Um, but for me, it's, I'm quite kind of the opposite of you. Um, my top one's actually Aston Martin. It was a um, when I first saw that, it was. Uh, right blend with that pink and the, the green for me it was uh with that cognizant on the side it looks really nice um then i'm gonna go with alpine um that as you said the blue guys look very fresh um yep. it, it's a it's a car that has so much potential and um you know bringing that blue to you know hype it up even more that black would just wasn't going to do it but then when you see the mm -hmm. blue that just makes it pop out so much more you can just see it from the other side of the track, you know? Yep. 
Um, then third, I'm probably going to go with Alfa Romeo. Um, yeah. The car just looks... It's one of those cars that you would you would think it's going to be bad. Like last year, last year's um, last year's Alfa Romeo looked absolutely shocking. Um, wasn't that good. And the year before was all right, but wasn't as good. Uh, and that first Alfa Romeo Sauber year was not the best. But this this one is actually they've um, reinterpreted it really well, um, and I expect that to will uh, get a a higher position than uh, I think. I think it'd probably do a lot better because I've noticed a bigger change to the nose. What they've done is they've um, thinned it out at the very peak of it, and then winds it widens yeah. it out a little bit more, so it looks um, a little bit thicker. Um, then I'm going to say Rebel. It's iconic. You know, you've been using it for five years now. Um, it's it's just a good livery. I, the one thing I don't like about it is that Honda's just slapped on the rear wing. It just doesn't look too good for me. I would have yeah. preferred like a Mobile One or a Telcal or something like that. Um, and then I'm going to go with Alpha Tari. Um, it's a really nice livery. They've um, although they have kind of swapped it around uh, with the Alpha Tari the Last year was the Alpha Terry word at the top, and then the logo at the bottom. Now they've got the word at the top, and the uh, word at the bottom, and the logo at the top. Um, it's kind of nice. It's good to see. Um, I'm not a fan of Sonoda myself, but um, I'm interested to see what he can do in that car. Um, the Haas livery. Um, it's um, it's it's a shame because it's a. Uh, Title sponsor with uh, Nikita Mazepin's, you know, longtime Russian sponsor, Ural Kali. I think that's how you say it. Um, yeah. So again, Haas have got another title sponsor. We'll see if they do a rich energy and uh, and pull that mid season because uh, you know the Haas car isn't isn't one of the fastest, and it, it, if not, it's uh, it's slower than the Williams at times. Um, yeah. Then I'm gonna say. Um, I'm going to say Williams is my next pick after Haas. It's just, a, it's a boring livery. All they've got is some stripes of blue and a bit of orange, and that's it. You know, the money Sofina, is prop, which is Nicholas Latifi's main sponsor, would have been putting into Williams um, to get that massive logo on the side of their car last year. You surely would have thought they would, you know, put that back on this year, but no. They've moved it to a smaller place on the front wing where it's hard to see. So they're going to be losing, you know, they're going to be earning as much profit as they would, which is obviously sponsors want to earn profit. They pay to get on Formula One cars to earn profit. Um, but again, the Williams livery isn't that good. It's just plain. It's just plain, small little straps of blue. Um, nothing much about it. Um, and then I'm going to go with the McLaren. Um, it's, it's the same, it's an iconic livery, it's a really nice papaya orange colour, um, hopefully they can get some wins this season, it looks, uh, definitely capable of that, um, with that Mercedes engine especially, um, and then I'm gonna say, hmm, have I missed any? What are, I, I know I've missed one, but I'm saving that for last, what else have I missed? Um, I think I've got more. Um, but yeah, my last pick would be the AMG, 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 AMG Mercedes Patronus livery. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the worst I've seen them. You know, I would have preferred their W01 livery with their, their god-awful black nose. I would have preferred that <laughs> than this. 
you know, one one year you have a, a bit of stars, you know, maybe have a, maybe two AMG logos on the rear, that'd be fine. You know, have two AMG logos on each side, that'd be okay. And have maybe, say, seven stars for the amount of Constructors Championships you won, you know. But then you know, when you go AMG, 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 no stars, what is this? Yeah. Like, I, I looked at the um, sneak peek they sent with no sponsors on it, um, and I thought it was going to be cool because the, the that silver just fading into the black looks really nice. But, but yeah. the, the number font they've chosen plus the AMGs all over the place just makes the it just makes the whole car look um, poor. And the the color they used for Ineos is not the right color at all because um, mm. last year they were a purpley color. But now this year they're just completely, you know, completely red, and that looks yep. kind of odd. Yeah. Um, we'll see how uh, Mister Mister Mattia Spinotto does with his livery. Um, I expect signs will uh, do decent this year. It depends how fast a Ferrari have improved their engine, but we'll see. Have I yeah, missed I, out I, any liveries? I don't. Think so, um, but I, I did hear rumors that Bonotto has been sacked. I'm not if whether that's true or not. I'm not sure, but I've heard from from multiple different like places that he's been sacked. Whether that is true, I don't know. But if it is, you'll find out um, on the um, on the Canva Instagram as soon as it's announced. If it is true, but yep. that could that could be a reason Camera. why they've put it back. Um, so. We'll see, yeah. Camera Instagram, by the way, will be linked in the description. Um, make sure to follow it. Um, and the, as well as the Canva YouTube channel will also be linked in the description. Um, they'll all be there for you to, you know, go, you know, go and explore. Um, what other content the Canva team produces. Um, Swinners and Mano do really well on the uh, YouTube channel, so make sure to go check those them out. Um, and uh, Callum's their social media manager, and he uh, manages the. Uh, Instagram, so um, he'll be posting uh, all the news um, that some some of the news may not go into the camera F1 channel, so you'll find it all on the Instagram. Um, now, I don't know if you watched the Formula E race this weekend, uh, last weekend, Swells. Oh, you did? Yeah, I, d- yeah, I did. Uh, I, d- I didn't really pay loads of attention to it, but I, I did watch it. Um, it was my first proper Formula E site I actually watched like properly. Um, Oh, yeah, mine was really, last year in Berlin. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was um really good watch, uh, really thrilling. Yeah, well, um, I, I didn't tune into any qualifying, so as soon as I turned on the uh, um, laptop and, you know, saw that Nick DeFries was on pole, I was like, oh, God, is it going to be Mercedes domination here in Formula as well? <laughs> um, and that, that almost came true um, because uh, he went on to, to win. Um, with a number of crashes, um, in that race at first round, um, yeah. with uh, Bird, um, the main incident was probably Bird and Lynn. Um, Lynn was uh trying to fend off Bird. Bird was committed to the corner, uh, and then Lynn just squeezed him too far in, uh, and spun him around and collision with both of them ending their both of their races. And then we had Max Gunter hit the wall. Um, wasn't. You know, for that, Lynn and Gunter's weekend wasn't the best, I'd say. Um, 
certainly because they both didn't finish in both races, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, because the second round, I, I'm, I think you'll agree with me here, Swin, is that that was probably the most chaotic Formula E race um, in the history of Formula E. It was, yeah, God. Ridiculous. But before we go into the second round, I want to have an honourable mention for that for that first round. That overtaking move by Eduardo Mortara. Oh my um, god! Just search it up on Google. Um, obviously, you can't see it. This is a podcast; you can only hear things. Um, but search it up on Google. Um, just search up Eduardo Mortara overtake Deria. Come, it'll come up. Uh, two cars in one um, corner. It was. Um, just if you don't want to search it up, brief description. Um, Mortara's slipstreaming behind Evans, um, then cut uh, to the outside of Evans, slip in between Werline and Evans, and you got the move done. It was um, amazing, incredible, I'm very happy. Yeah, it was uh, wow, I was stunned when I saw that. Um, yeah, hands down, one of the best overtakes I've ever seen, personally. It was just incredible. Yeah. Like, Mortara definitely did deserve it, second place. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then let's go into the second round. Um, before before we go into the race, we want to talk about FP3. Man, we were just talking about Mr. Eduardo Mortara had a big accident in FP3. Um, and the FIA banned both Mercedes-powered cars, Venturi and Mercedes EQ, uh, from doing qualifying. Because it looked like there was a hydraulic um, issue, I think it was. Yeah, something like that. Um, and um, yeah, Mortara was uh didn't couldn't race. Um, but that forced Van Dorn to freeze and his teammate, um, uh, Norman Nato, to back to the back of the grid. I don't think even Nato even raced in that second one. Um. So it was only Mercedes cars at the back. Um, so we, we were trying to see how um, could De Vries and Van Dorn do from the back. Um, and De Vries did well. He got the fastest lap of the race and scored a couple of points. Uh, Van Dorn ended up, I think it was 12th, um, which wasn't yeah. too bad. Um, and then as we go into the race, um, we started off with um, Frights on pole, with Seto Camera alongside for the Dragon team, which is... Uh, Mad, um, and then we have Sam Bird and, and the Jaguar qualifying uh, third. Um, and off the lights, Bird or, or already just passed Teddy Camera because I think Teddy Camera had a pretty bad start. Um, and as the race went on, Bird and uh, France were fighting for the lead every now and then with the chat modes and everything. It was a really good battle. Because um, we weren't seeing much of uh, what's going on behind, because Bird and France were just battling all the time. And moments before our first retirement of the race, we had the two Chichitas almost come together. Um, da Costa was pushing Vern closer and closer to the wall, but um, narrowly missed it, um, which was lucky. Um, but then, then came our first retirement. Jake Dennis, the other BMW driver who had hit the wall, been squeezed by Pascal Verlein. Um, it wasn't a good day, second debut for him. Um, and Verlein did get a drive through penalty for that. Um, then, do you want to talk about the uh, first race defining incident? Um, we saw Boemi off the track. Um, this one, as you know, do you want to talk about what happened between Gunther and Blomqvist? 
Uh, I can't remember, to be honest. <laughs> um, okay, that's all right. Um, well, what happened was uh, Maximilian Gunter was trying to uh, overtake Tom Blomqvist um, and ended up spinning out Blomqvist and breaking his suspension, so it ended up with Gunter out of the race. And after that, we had the we had the, the uh, race-defining, race-ending uh, crash between Lynn and Evans. Um, yeah. I'm, I think I know what's... Uh, What's happened with that is I think Lynn um, was trying to overtake on Evans, but Evan, Evans was already distracted by Gunter and uh, Blomqvist and pushed um, Lynn into the wall, which led yeah. to uh, Alex Lynn flipping. Um, and as you'll see, if you search it up, um, he was, he's was he been discharged from hospital. He's, he's um, no injuries. He's fine. Um, even, the, even ending his own race just to help Lynn, which is amazing. Yeah, um, credit to him for that. Yeah. And obviously, the resulting incident between Gunter and Blomqvist gave us a full course yellow. And then when we saw Evans off um, and Boemi off, then we had a, a safety car. And then once we realised that Lynn was involved somewhere um, and he wasn't actually moving, um, then there was a red flag called. The race was ended at two minutes left to go. Um, and Sam Berg won from, I think it was, was it? The Sandbird from France, from uh, from De Costa. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was a very big accident. I was not expecting that. Um, no, but um, like as soon as it happened, because obviously I don't think they, I don't think they sh showed it on TV. I believe so. Um, no one really knew what happened. But then, um, obviously saw Mitch Evans just come stop his race, and then I was kind of like, okay, what's happened here? But then obviously after the race, we found out that. The whole reason Mitch stopped was to help um, Lynn, which is just I I yeah. really respected Mitch a lot. I, I'm a Jaguar fan of myself, um, so seeing um, like, I already had massive respect for Mitch Evans, but after that, like I, I he's I I respect him so much more than I already did because yeah, to stop your own race to go and help someone that's like respect to him. Yeah, and. Um, I think what we all thought at first was uh, it looks like Gunter had hit Evans because um, Blomqvist was already back out. You know, he was he was back out on the track, yeah. um, and Evans was just sitting there. So it was, I don't know what happened to Boimi, um, because he was just sitting on the track. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really odd. I I have to have a look on that, um, and I might, if I can find anything, I'll uh, let you know in episode three. But that uh, was. Yeah, Boemi was off some somehow. Um, but yeah, Gunter Blomqvist and then Lennon and Evans um, brought the end of the, that second round in Derrier. Um Obviously, we're talking about Formula E. This is a, this is an F1 podcast, but we're talking about the Formula E because uh, it involves so many um, ex F1 drivers. Like last year, we had Felipe Massa, um, Brendan Hartley. This year, we've got Degrassi, Vern. Um, who else have we got? Uh, I've lost my memory today. Um, yeah, we've got a lot of uh, XF1 drivers in there, um, and it's a it's a good race. It's um, it's amazing how Formula E've already you know got to world championship status, so it's a big one now. Yeah, um, very impressive how far Formula E's coming um, in the few like, past few years. Um, obviously, there's a few drivers that've been there right from the start. For example, Sam Bird. Um, it's great. It's great to see um, it, it going bigger and bigger. And um, I kind of hope that soon it'll be seen 
just as big as Formula One. Um, I'd really like to see that. Um, I, 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 I definitely think it uh, it deserves that much credit because it's just incredible. I know it hasn't got the history that F1 does, but the racing is um, just as good, sometimes even better. Um, yeah. Obviously, with, with the tight tracks, it always um, produces really interesting racing. So. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and I don't think there's any more news for the week, so that's going to bring the end to episode two of the Camera F1 podcast. Um, make sure that you uh, do keep up to date um, with all the latest news by going to the Camera F1 Instagram, Camera F1 YouTube, and every week there'll be um, every week if there's a, enough news to cover, there will be a, a Camera F1 podcast release on all the uh, on all the um, Websites that we're on, so that's Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, that's um, Ca- that's uh, Pocket Cast, etc. Um, they'll all be uh, right there for you to you know listen in, and you can all um, even watch all the old ones that if you, if you've missed any. So make sure you uh, go subscribe, follow, and um, keep up to date with all the latest camera F1 news, um, and follow all the socials, um, and. That's a thanks for being on with me again, Swinners, and we'll see you next week, next episode. Yep, thank you for listening.